If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you might remember the name Keith Price. He's a local jazz guitarist who's been on the show as a solo artist and with his project, the Keith Price Double Quartet. You might also remember that the Double Quartet's album was actually my favorite local album of 2017. So Keith is one of those guys I'm always happy to have on the show in whatever context. And this interview is about a show coming up that he's kind of curated. It's an all-star band of local musicians covering one of his favorite albums, a 2002 record by the Cinematic Orchestra. This is a one-time show. It's happening this Friday at the Kennedy, and we talk about that. We talk about some of the other projects Keith has going on, including his role as a producer for the new Apollo Suns record, and a lot more. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. Please visit myparktheatre.com to check out all the great shows they have coming up. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Show, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am in uh, a car, which is a little different. Uh, <laughs> as people who listen to the show a lot know, I tend to move around a lot uh, from, you know, uh, coffee shops or basements or jam spaces or cars. So I'm here with someone who's, you know, relatively familiar, I guess, to people who've been listening for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Bryce has been on the show twice now, I think. Yes, this is the third time. And this is uh, kind of a tight deadline here. You've got, you have something coming up very, very soon. That is why we're talking today. Yes. So um, from what I understand... There's kind of like an all-star lineup of local musicians, uh, and there's a big show coming up. So if you want to get into that. Yeah, well, the show is uh, this Friday at the Kennedy, and um, we're going to have uh, Aaron Prop on vocals. Uh, Ismaila Alpha is going to be doing some vocal spoken word cool. stuff. Uh, myself, Kevin Waters on drums, Jared Beckstead Cran on bass, and Dallas Nendatiafko uh, from the Double Quartet is on keys. And we're kind of doing a remake of a classic cinematic orchestra album uh, every day. Okay. And this is a group that has played together before, is that right? Or some some form of this group? Uh, I don't think so. No? We've all played together probably in one way or another, but never this uh, this uh, six-piece. No. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, it'll be new. <laughs> so how did this come together? And then the, the follow-up question to that is why this cinematic orchestra record? Yeah, well, it came together like Kelly Hughes is uh, is kind of he's back on the scene. Uh, you know, he used to promote a lot of great things at mm-hmm. Aqua Books. Uh, I used to play uh, there and do sound and stuff. So there was a, a series at Aqua Books uh, some years ago called Jazz Machine, and uh, a bunch of us uh, local musicians did remakes of albums. At that time, I did Yankee Hotel Foxtrot oh, by cool. Wilco, and uh, you know Curtis Nosad when he lived in town, he did Exodus. Um, by Bob Wheelers, Marley, yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's a few other albums. So he asked, he was, he said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to be doing some booking at the Kennedy, which is uh, you know the, the new former low pub, pub yeah. exactly." Yeah. And uh, he said, "Would you like to do you know the old show?" And I said, "Yeah, I mean, I, I, of course, I'd love to." Yeah. And uh, but I said, you know what? Like as good as much as I love Wilco, like, I kind of feel like doing something different. And I've always had this album, you know, in mind as something that like needed further study. 
uh, Cinematic Orchestra album Every Day is from 2002. And uh, it's still one of my top, you know, albums uh, that I listen to. Uh, you know, there was a thing on Facebook a year ago or so, like name your top yeah, albums, whatever. Yeah. It was an I, impossible thing to, to do, but <laughs> yeah, yes, it was yes. hard. Yeah. But this one definitely made my cut, uh, made my cut of top ten. And okay. part of, I guess, my personal criteria for you know a top ten Desert Island album, you know, or whatever, is that it's got to be distinctive. You know, I, I really love things that don't sound like other things. And sure. this album doesn't sound to me like it much else, and it doesn't sound like the, their other albums either. So it's very unique. Um, I came across the album in 2003. I was 19 years old. I moved to Amsterdam, and I was studying at the Conservatory of Amsterdam there. And my my main buddy there, Jao Driesen, from um, he's half Dutch and uh, half uh, uh, Sur- Sur- Surinamese. Okay. And he, anyways, he was from. He had moved back to Holland, uh, or maybe I guess he mostly grew up in London. So he knew about them from London, right? And it, it was kind of uh, so. He said, "You got to hear this album," and it just there's so many cool textures. Uh, there's like some of the best recorded upright bass I've ever heard. Oh, really? Uh, really interesting drum patterns, and uh, yeah, this album like blew me away. Like it just sounded so different than anything I'd heard. It you could classify it perhaps as jazz, but it also it's I think fits into the late '90s, early 2000s kind of. Um, Drum and bass, okay. kind of trip hop. All oh, that UK sample. stuff that was happening, yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it kind of would fit under that umbrella okay. somewhat. Um, had the rest of the group that you have together for this show, were they all familiar with the album? As no well? one had no? heard the album. Okay, okay. So, how, how do you sell that then? How do you convince them that it's uh, something that they should, you know, cover? Yeah, well, and, and you know, and to be honest, Kelly uh, was concerned that it's not that well known. But then when right. you start to ask people, that you find people out of the woodwork, oh, I know that record, oh, I know that band. Um, you know, like, as far as we know, they only, Cinematic Orchestra only ever played Winnipeg once, and it was before this album came out. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it's, to me, it's a classic album. To a lot of people, yeah, they haven't heard it. And so I just said, well, hey, guys, check this out. See if you want to be a part of it. Everyone listen to it. You know, there's a, like, the part that Ismaila Alpha gets to do is a part that Roots Manuva did. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, when he was, you know, I asked him, and he listened, and he responded, absolutely, I'd love to do this. Yeah. And the part Is he doing that, the accent? <laughs> Ask me after the rehearsal right, tonight, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't heard it yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that'll be, we'll see. And then Aaron Prop is going to be doing the parts that Fontella based it, and and you know uh, she's excited about that. And, cool. And uh, yeah, so it wasn't a hard sell, although it is a little bit obscure. It's it's a very niche yeah, uh, record. Yeah. Do you think that there's other people out there like you who that record really spoke to that will sort of hear about this and say, whoa, this. Because you know the yeah. Buckle album, the Bob Marley album, those are big touchstone records, right? And that, yeah, that, they're pretty huge well cross section of people will be a fan of. But this, yeah, like you said, this is very niche. So, yeah, I'm. Um, uh, or is it gonna be like an empty room and you guys just? Well, <laughs> you hope not, right? I, every every gig I play, I don't know if it'll be an empty yeah, room yeah. or a full room. Fair enough. You know, like when when Kelly posted it, uh, Kelly Hughes posted it on on Facebook. One of his friends said, "Oh, I love that record." You know, so. And uh, so the, I guess the you know hopefully we get the word out. I've been trying to post videos of what the record sounds yeah, like, just to those. say like, yeah. hey, like it, this is super unique. And whether you like it or not, like this is a great time to hear it for the first time. They never, it's like it's it's never been played in Winnipeg before. Right. And they don't tour, and they don't tour. And if they get together, they're not doing this record very much. Uh, if they're touring at all, 
it's like it's one. It's, it might be your only chance to hear this music live. That's cool. It's probably my only chance to hear this music live. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you? Uh, is it pretty um, true to the original what you're playing, or is there some room for everyone's individual styles to, to come out? Yeah, uh, yeah, both. J- just like most of our j- most jazz shows, like there's like I've written out pretty much like the skeleton of the whole okay. album. Um, and then, uh, then yeah, we're going to do our best to kind of be, uh, close to it in a lot of places, but then we're also going to just take liberties and, uh, stretch out and, okay. and, and it'll be, so it'll be very much, it'll be very close in a, in a lot of ways, but in then I'll, uh, to the record, but, um, to the recording, but in a lot of other details, it'll be open-ended and we'll take solos and, right. and we'll extend things. There's a bunch of, um, actually there's a bunch of things on the record I didn't realize were samples. Okay. And uh, so, like, we're going to be playing be able to... live, or are you just skipping mm-hmm. those? Some of them are, I'm going to imitate. Like, there's a lot of there's samples of Alice Coltrane's harp. Oh, cool. That I'm going to kind of imitate. Um, but there's other samples of other vocalists that uh, I don't know if you know. Like, we're going to try to approximate it, or we might kind of do something different. It, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, there's no way we could recreate it for mo- for many different reasons. So it's going to have its own life. Cool. Cool. At the show for sure. Is this? Are you hoping this is a lead up to doing more of these? I mean, now that you're kind of getting getting back into the idea of doing one of these albums, is that sort of in the cards, or is that you're kind of waiting to see what happens with this one? Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought too far. You know, I, I think I know that uh, Kelly would like to do it more. Yeah. I think he'd like me to pick something that was more well known and popular. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was a cool idea. It was a really big hit when we had this series at Aqua Books yeah. uh, back in the day. So. Yeah, I could see it happening. I'm always kind of, you know, in the back burner thinking about different records to do and stuff. And then you think, well, I don't know if we're gonna if we can do this justice. And sometimes you don't want to touch a, a classic record. You don't want to wreck it or yeah, just like let it be if you love it, you know. But this one, I really felt like I wanted to study it and um, really kind of get inside. I've learned so much by uh, writing it out and uh, okay, whatever else and uh, and a bunch of the things that were samples are so seamlessly composed into the music. I had no idea they were samples. Yeah. It kind of it blew my mind whatever I thought the record was when I first heard it 15 years ago I realized that it's not what I thought it was okay. there's and there's not just like little sounds that bites that come out but there's like whole instruments that are sampled how but, did you discover no way... that those were samples I mean if, you, if for so long you'd been listening to it and thought it was it's, played live right? yeah it's so well done I thought that that was just oh that's the vibraphone player but no right. it's a Gary Burton from the 1978 uh, ECM record I don't know I think I was, I was just po- I was trying to read more background Okay. Information and then I found it on like who sampled. Yeah, that's and a they cool had site. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And it it it, it actually it, in a way it, it well it brought me to tears. Not that and so I told this to a friend. They said, "Oh, you were disappointed. They were samples." I said, no, no, no. It's just it made it more beautiful. I, I it was it, it turned out that it was different. It wasn't what I thought it was, and it, right. it kind of made me you know I don't know uh, maybe happy to kind of learn uh, that. That it wasn't just one person's genius or that created this, but they they were bringing in samples, and it was it wasn't old school. It was a, a new school way of doing right uh, jazz improvisation or whatever. So. Improvising with samples, which is yeah, kind of kind of a cool way to do it, right? Because yeah, and, then, and but and and like you know, I guess now everyone's going to know that there's samples in there. But try to imagine that if you didn't know, yeah, you, you you know, some things are obvious, but a lot of things, well, unless I'm missing something and I thought they were really but that might be a testament to how well the album was made right if you you can't tell I think so that's what I'm saying yeah for sure how how much time has this taken you to put together um well it's taken like yeah a bunch of hours 
like, you know, I, I had to listen to it and like, I took a bunch of notes Okay. and then I like wrote out, you know, and okay, well how many, you know, they do this thing how many times? And I, so I kind of wrote out a score cause you know, we won't have time to like memorize it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to kind of go over the score, you know, again. So yeah, like a bunch of, uh, you know, days, okay. days of okay. work. Well, and the yeah, reason sure. the reason I ask too is because you obviously have your your own stuff going on too. I mean, you just before talking to me, you were playing a show, right? I mean, you have you have enough uh, other things happening that this seems like it would be kind of a significant chunk of time to, to focus on. Y- yes, but you know, everyone else has to do their homework as well. In the sure, group. sure. I didn't write out everything. A lot of times it'll say like, "Here's the drum groove," and then it's up to Kevin to have the drum groove written out. So right. I'm just writing the skeleton. So yeah, it's taken some time, but. Uh, you know, I had enough lead up time that I've been kind of pacing myself and, uh, uh, it's also, there's a lot of minimalism on the records. There's like a lot of things that are kind of repeating. It's very hypnotic. Okay. Something that I love about it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so it's, uh, and like I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to do, uh, one of these albums, I better pick something I really love. That way I won't, I won't notice the time. So yeah, I right, guess it, right. like, it's been hours and hours of work, but I haven't really noticed uh, the time well because you enjoy re-listening to it and yeah yeah i've been loving it that's cool that's I've cool been loving it is uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is a one-off too right this show it's not something well i guess uh, it's probably one time only yeah yeah unless it someone brings it back by popular demand but. right <laughs> like what you did with the the, the good the bad and the ugly yeah exactly yeah. that yeah. that uh, there's enough people who, i thought that would be one time only but yeah. it, it came back for a few shows uh you know in winnipeg and edmonton but uh yeah for now this is one time only that's cool is it, is it different for you when you're planning for something like this this one time only versus, you know, working on your own material that might change and grow over a number of shows? Like, is it a different uh, thought process or are you still kind of in the same mode you'd normally be in? Uh, yeah, I think it's the same. Just knowing that um, we probably, we, you know, it's unlikely that we'll get back to it and get to refine it. It's just right. going to be out there in one shot and it is what it is. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, I guess the mindset, maybe what's different is that you have to just, I guess, live with uh, the results. Yeah, yeah. Not everything will go perfectly because it's the, f- the first time. The first and only time, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not going to worry about it because it's, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, getting a chance to, to, to do this with, with this group of musicians is, uh, yeah, I'm super stoked about it. And yeah, if, it, if it happens only one time, that's great. And, and yeah, my mindset, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to get it realized. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried thinking ahead about how we'll we'll make it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Sure. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and exactly. I guess everyone in the group too is is fairly uh, adept at improvising anyway, right? So I mean, if if something does go weird, I'm sure that between the group of you, you can save it. And, and oh yeah, get somewhere else. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I don't anticipate train wrecks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and and there are some sections that are opened up enough, you know, there's, there's, you know, instead of, I, you know, I'm counting it out and I'm like, well, instead of counting this section 11 times, mm-hmm. let's just go open. So that there's times when, and that'll not only help us, you know, to execute, but also just to let us be in the moment if we want to play sure. 10 or 11 or 12, you know, runs through one thing. Uh, it'll be better to just kind of let it, you know, let it breathe, let it yeah. live uh, in the moment. How many rehearsals do you have time to do before this? Is It sounds like it's fairly... There's one rehearsal. That's it? Tonight. That's the, okay, okay. That's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I guess, I mean, like, you know, I, like you said, you've already there's, been working on the skeleton of it, and that's already sort of figured yeah, out. I've, right, so. I, yeah, I sent them, uh, you know, something last week, and they've been listening to it, you know, okay. already for a month or a month and a half since we, uh, we nailed down the date. So they'll all be f- familiar with it, and then, um, yeah, you know, it's it was hard. It was it was difficult enough. There was a point when I thought we wouldn't even get one rehearsal, <laughs> but okay. we, we, I'm thankful we have That's one good, rehearsal yeah. with the whole the whole group. The whole group's okay. coming uh, tonight to um, Apollo Sun's jam space, oh, and cool. we'll uh, 
we'll, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, more rehearsals would be fine, but uh, at the same time, yeah, everyone's been prepping, and uh, the nice thing is that we're, we're doing it on a Monday, so I can, we have time to work out any problems uh, before Friday, and, right. then, and then we can fix anything at, at uh, the sound check on Friday. Okay, okay. <laughs> but sometimes I feel weird admitting how little time there is to prepare yeah, for things, yeah. but... Uh, you know that's that's the reality. Well, and it sounds it sounds like there's no time at all. But I mean, I, I guess again, like everyone's got so much experience improvising. Just I mean, that, that it's almost comes naturally, right? You can just get yeah, into yeah, everybody's it. Everybody's used to it. Yeah, everybody's used to you know preparing on their own. Yeah, you know, like it, I guess if, you know if you're married to one band, it's different. You rehearse regularly, you know, multiple times a week and whatever yeah. else. But with all of us having you know a lot of different projects, we just we have a. We have to accept, you know, different, uh, different reality, I guess, or just different, uh, con- you know, time constraints. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, that probably goes with the territory of jazz in general, right? I mean... Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you're, you're used to it by now. <laughs> yeah. And there's some things that are cool about that where it's, you know, it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to have the same lineup all the time and have a regular band, but at the same time, just bringing together folks from the community, uh, you know, in different combinations uh, is really nice, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you can see what works well, and if some some combination works incredibly well, you can use that later on, right? Of course. So you can. Of yeah, course. That's cool. Um, just to completely change gears here for a second, I know you've been working on a record with Apollo Suns. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell me a little bit about that? I, I'll probably get them on again to talk about it in more yeah. detail. But uh, how did you how did you make that connection happen between you and them? Uh, the trumpet player uh, in the band, Phil Collins, mm-hmm. uh, him and I are uh, you know old buddies, and uh, so when it came time for them to make an, their second record, their first record just won Western Canadian. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good of, uh, record too, for sure. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, so he, you know, he said, you know, Eddie said uh, he was looking for some kind of someone to do producer work, and you know, it's kind of a, you know, they're kind of a jazz sound, but they're also kind of not. Yeah. And, uh, so Phil said you should maybe meet with Keith, my friend, and see what happens. And so we had some meetings about it, and. Yeah, he hired me on, and uh, it's been a wonderful process. We've been we've really been taking our time from the first meetings we had. Eddie and I, it's been about a whole year. Okay. And then we did some recording in uh, February, and then they were on the road all summer. Yeah. And we've done more recording in September, and uh, boy, uh, two-thirds of the record is already mixed. That's awesome. And we're just about ready to sign off on that, and then we have to just finish the mixing the last third, and... Uh, it's great. Like every, there's people in the band who said, I've said this is one of the most fun recording projects they've ever been on. Uh, our engineer um, from Painpox uh, Studios, Lloyd Peterson, uh, he said, "Boy, these sessions have been a highlight." So cool. there's a lot of really good energy around it. Um, I think the band is just getting better and better yeah. and better every time. Well, they're uh, doing so much touring too. It's got to help, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. They're 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 playing a lot, and they are growing together. And it's uh, and then people are writing new stuff. You know, we had to have another session because they're like, well, we wrote all this new stuff yeah. already on the road. And <clears throat> yeah, I'm biased, but it, yeah, it sounds it sounds good. It's been a lot of fun working with them, and I think the record will come out probably in the spring sometime. Okay. And then they they already have a bunch of touring lined up for next year, and uh, up up and away. I hope for yeah. Apollo Suns. Yeah, and I guess you you played. Uh, did your group play a show a couple of shows with them? Uh, uh, the Double Quartet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did one show with them at the okay. Goodwill. Was that yeah. sort of the first introduction to them for you, or had you already heard them before that? 
Um, I had heard them before that because once Ed and I started like talking about okay. making the record, then I went to their shows and right, you know, taking notes. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how, how to record them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were just thinking about like, who are they? What do they sound like? What right. are we? Uh, what are we going to try to do with this? You know, right. and uh, and I guess then putting together this this band for Friday night is complete opposite of that because you're not it's not being re- you're not recording it. It's just all it's strictly a live thing. You're not that whole producer side well, of things. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Well, and you know, like the producer, I guess. You know, I'm still learning a lot about it, but, uh, you know, I think I'll always be a student uh, mm-hmm. as much as I can. But, you know, in, so in one way, it's like everyone in the band takes care of their own parts. And, you know, when it comes time to mixing, they're like, oh, turn the this one up and yeah. turn that thing up. Of you course, know? yeah. But the, the, I guess the advantage of having a producer is that I'm looking at, my job is to look at everything. Yeah. Uh, and, and not be too attached to, to uh, any one one aspect of their music and, and, and try to look at, at the whole of it. Uh, Right, because you have a, sl- like, a level of detachment from it that's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm, you know, and, uh, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't be fully detached. That would be no good, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, but, yeah, there is a level of detachment that is, I think, healthy. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I say I, I'm really, I really think strongly about this thing, and then sometimes they'll be like, you know what? I think you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine, too. You know, yeah. I'm cool with that. And But, yeah, it's, it's totally different than being in the music, like, this Friday, and mm-hmm. then, but also, like, Cinematic Orchestra, like now we're in their music, so right. it's like it's also different. And trying to write it out and perform it, you know, it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of lost, you know, like to be honest, like not in a bad way, but like uh, I'm kind of consumed by it, like like I don't have any separation. Yeah, well, and <laughs> with, as, as a long time fan of it, too, right? like a long time fan of that music, it's got to be kind of a fun experience to be immersed in it as a player versus just a listener. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. I've been listening to it uh, since 2003. Yeah. And it's... Uh, 15 years it's now, yeah. 15 years. Cool. As the time flies. Yeah, it's... it's um, Yeah, I'm really thankful to have a chance to uh, to be, you know, swimming in it. Yeah, <laughs> for, for, sh- for sure. Even for just a couple months. So yeah. what... Uh, do you want to just remind everyone of the details of the show? Yeah, uh, it's this Friday, October 26th. Is it? 26th on Friday? Sounds right. I don't know. Jeez. I don't have a calendar in front of me. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's no, at I... the Kennedy, which used to be called the Low Pub. Right. I'm pretty sure the cover's 15 bucks. Okay. It's an all-star lineup, as Sam said, and um, it's music that, you know, you, you know, you may never hear live again. Right. And it's fantastic. Uh, some people might know Cinematic Orchestra from, like, uh, they had um, Patrick Watson on one of their records okay. recently, okay. Uh, more recently, and that was a huge hit. Uh but anyways, yeah, it's it's very unique. It's very hypnotic. It's uh, there's nothing else like it, even in their other catalog. And uh, yeah, we start at eight. Okay. And there'll be two sets. We'll play uh, half the record, and then we'll take a break, and we'll play the other half of the record. And what is the name of the record again? In case someone wants every to look day, it up? every day, every day by the Cinematic Orchestra. Cool. And do you have anything else coming up? Your own shows that you want to plug, or anything else going on? I know you're busy with this and with the Apollo Sons record and everything else, but uh, there's nothing. No, not yet. Okay. Making uh, something, that, there's something I'm going to be making in December with a new group. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> more stuff. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then if people want to find out more about your stuff, I mean, uh, your website's probably the best place to do it still? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, depending, yeah, depending Keith, when you hear this, right? Price.ca, yeah. 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 Although now that you mention it, I don't know that if I have enough. Uh, I better update the website to have all this stuff on <laughs> all this it. Stuff about this show, yeah. <laughs> but I'll do that before the people hear it. So right, yeah, right. Go right. ahead. Yeah, to, you got a couple uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> I will take care of it this afternoon. Okay, awesome. So yeah. KeithPress.ca, and yep. then you're on social media everywhere. 
Yep, I'm on all the, well, many of them. Many of them, yeah, there's too many. There's new ones every day, right? I'm so on many of you're them. You're on the big ones. I don't know what the kids like these days. I don't know either. I'm, on, don't I'm know. on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'm on those two. Any other ones, that's kind of over my head. But it's yeah, exactly. Snapchat yeah. and stuff, I don't even know. Tool for that No stuff. idea, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I don't understand it. Okay, awesome. Well, if you want to hear any more episodes of Witch Police Radio, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. I think it'll be 326 or something when this comes out. That uh, is awesome. Including the past two you were on. So there's from a couple, past couple of years, it's like one a year almost. <laughs> we got like a routine yeah, going on. Yeah, the first one was 200 and it was the low 200. It was 201, I think, yeah. And then the other one was two mid 200s and now we're into the threes. Man, good so, for you, Yeah, man. thanks, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, check them out. Uh, it's also on UMFM on Sundays at midnight and those are older episodes getting a second wind. So by the time this one airs on UMFM, the show will be long over. But hopefully you were there. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Maybe they'll be doing another one. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to go to the website, I guess, and see what's going on. We will play the show again with uh, if there's high demand. Right on. Of course. Right on. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you, man.